This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Come in. Put the kettle on. Let's catch up. Over some Milo. Hello, you are listening to Over Some Milo. I'm Samaya. And I'm Emma. And Krishna is not here today because... She's not good with planning, she seems. I want to say scheduling conflict, but that makes it sound like she's famous and we're trying to avoid the real reason that she's not here. <laughs> but that quite literally is the reason. Scheduling conflict and that she... She's the type of person to say yes to everything and then figure out the consequences later. Yeah. But... I don't know what's worse, like someone who says yes to everything or someone who says no to everything and then figures out the consequences later. I think I think saying no to things is worse because you put other people in that, like you prevent other people from doing stuff because you, if your friend's like, oh, you don't want to go out and you're like, no, and then they're like, okay, well, no, I don't know what to do. Yes, yeah, true. And it's also like... If you say no to everything, people will stop inviting you, and then you'll yeah. feel bad. Like, even if you say no first, and then you decide later, like my parents, like, <laughs> it's like, no, you can't go. Oh, actually, we're not doing anything. Yeah, you can go. Like, I... That's fine, even if you say yes, but if you say no enough times, people will eventually just be like, because oh, she doesn't want to come. Yeah. And they'll stop inviting you, and then you'll feel bad. Yeah. Also, I still, like, okay, all three of us, me, Krishna, and you, we're friends. Mm -hmm. We hang out pretty often, I'd Mm -hmm. say. And if, like, okay, suppose I always say no. Like, I literally always say no. But we're, like, it's, it's, like, official that we, this is our little group. Like, Mm -hmm. we are a group of three people, and then we hang out together. Mm -hmm. Even, like, two of us might hang out sometimes. That's fine. That's just how it is. Because everybody has separate friends and that's normal. But if you wanted to hang out as a group, and like, suppose I always say no, I feel like it's still the correct thing to do to be like, Samaya, do you, Krishna and I are going here, do you want to hang out? Like, yeah. Or like, I want to do this, do both of you want to come? Even if I always say no, because the group is the three people. Yeah. Yeah, you're inviting the group and see who comes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in most cases, that's the right thing to do. In some cases, it's not. Like, in some cases, you really do just need to stop asking. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, sorry, (laughs) I just feel so strongly about that because I had a friend who always... I have a friend. She's still my friend and I still like her. She just always says no because she's genuinely, like, busy. Mm -hmm. Like, she has a job, she studies a lot, she has a big family. Like... yeah. So she is in her own little thing, and she's always busy, but she does hang out. We do hang out yeah. a lot. But in the group, she always is like, sorry, can't come, sorry, can't come. But she she doesn't just be like, oh, sorry, can't come. Like, oh, sorry, I have this, or I'm doing this, you know, with an explanation. Yeah. And then everybody stopped inviting her. Oh. And I was just like, well, this, you know that she wants to come, right? Yeah. Like, if we knew that she didn't want to come then we wouldn't invite her. Yeah. But if she, if we know that she wants to come, at least asking if she wanted to just in case, that's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when everybody stops asking, she was sort of just like, oh, like, am I not 
Like, she was just Aww. really confused. And I was like, no, that's not what happens. Everybody just thinks you don't want to come. Aww. She's like, no, I do, but, you know, I can't every single day. And I was mm-hmm. like, exactly. Some people just don't understand. <laughs> anyway, my that was not my intent for <laughs> what to talk about today. I, what I originally thought to talk about was brought up in a conversation about my brother mm-hmm. in a group of people who all knew my brother for different various reasons. And they, some people knew and some people didn't. Like, I knew because I'm his sister. But, you know, his friends and our cousins and my friend who knew him from her friend. Like, you okay. know, everybody knew him from different things in different places. And a lot of them didn't know that he was colorblind. Okay. And the people who knew were just like, yeah, but he's just like a normal... You know, I've never felt bad for him knowing that he was colorblind. And everybody else was like, oh my god, now I feel so bad for making fun of him and whatnot. Yeah. But it's so hard to explain to people that I don't feel bad for him because he's never seen color. Right. Like, he doesn't know how good color is basically <laughs> yeah because he can see he can see yellow mm-hmm. um but he can't see he can't see blue and red right so he thinks that like green and orange are the same color that blue and red are the same color like he right. gets mixed up yeah but everybody else who didn't know that he was colorblind before was actually felt so bad they're like oh no like we make fun of him for getting colors wrong all the time and stuff like that he doesn't... He never has experienced the correct colors. Yeah. So how is he supposed to feel bad for himself if he never knows how good color is? Right. Yeah, my history teacher's colorblind. And he got these, like, glasses that, like, correct his, like... Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, my brother didn't... My brother hasn't really thought about it, and I don't know why. <laughs> I really think it will benefit him, but he hasn't. But that's with a lot of things. Like, people are like, oh, I feel so bad for you. I feel so, you know. Yeah. But you shouldn't. Because if that person's never experienced, like, the normal or whatever, yeah. then how are they supposed to feel bad if they don't know what the normal or the good part right, of it is? Right. Like, if someone's allergic to, say, Nutella. I love Nutella. But mm-hmm. if somebody's been allergic to Nutella their whole life and nobody's really been like, oh, you should try Nutella, like, it's the best thing ever. If nobody's really done that, you shouldn't feel bad for the person who's allergic to Nutella because they can't, they don't know how good it is, so they don't really know that they're missing out. Right. That if, makes sense. I just feel like that applies to so many life situations. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of one right now, <laughs> but I know that it does. Like, do you feel that? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I can't think of anything else as well. But it makes sense. Like, yeah. I just hate when people are like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Like, don't. Like, it's just they're normal. Like, yeah. they can't do anything about it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, when, when other people say, oh, like, I feel so bad for you and oh, I wish you could experience the normal, like, no need for all of that. Just say, like, oh, that must be tough or, oh, that must be different. Yeah. No need to get all sad because somebody <laughs> doesn't live the same normal life and experience the same normal things that you do. Right. Like, I can't go in the sun. Yeah. But I used to be able to go in the sun. So I know, I know that my quality of life is just a little, <laughs> little bit worse than it could be. Mm-hmm. 
and like I feel so bad for you. Okay, thanks. But mm-hmm. no need to be all like, and that's the worst, and I can't imagine how sad. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't need to get all emotional and deep. Because some people do. Yeah. Some people do. It's not that deep. Exactly. Some people take it upon themselves to, like, cry for you, and it's okay. Yeah. Listen, this is my illness, <laughs> and if I wanted it, I would cry. You know? Mm-hmm. No need for you to do it for me. But... That's one of the many things that gets on my nerves. <laughs> Anything else that gets on your nerves that's to do with other people getting really emotional? Um, I don't know. I just... Same. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, there's just people that just, like, overreact to things and they, like, act like... Like, what they're doing is other people's fault. Like, that happened with one of my friends. And she was, like... She was just, like, blaming her like best friend and, she, and and we were just like nah girl that was your fault okay you started this and i just don't like people who just like kind of pin things on other people when it's their fault yeah and then they expect you to agree with them yeah and it's just like well i'm not going to and then the next time you see them they act like nothing happened mm. and you're like hello mm-hmm. what like if you've made a mistake mm-hmm. you can tell me yeah. Because that's a mistake, and I believe in mistakes and accidents. Mm-hmm. What I don't believe in is you realizing it's a mistake, finding somebody else to blame, and beating around the bush until mm-hmm. I think that it's not your fault anymore. That's what I hate. Mm. Like, oh man, I can't think of any examples for anything <laughs> today. But, you know, if you've done a mistake, mm-hmm. if you've, sorry, if you've made a mistake, <laughs> blaming somebody else is not going to get rid of the consequence. Exactly. So you might as well take the blame and move on. This, how bad can it be? Exactly. Especially when the person you're blaming has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, that sucks. Like, why would you do that? Like, you're just putting People somebody else it. under the bus for no reason. But, oh, another thing. Oh, but this is actually to do with myself and how I react. Mm-hmm. And I feel really bad about it. But, you know, I always talk about myself. Like, I hate silence. (laughs) I hate silence, and the only thing I know a lot about is myself. (laughs) So I will talk about myself for ages, like I'm doing Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. And that makes me feel like a narcissist. (laughs) Like, everybody has that thing that they talk about when Mm -hmm. it's silent. Or Do you, or do you like silence? I I usually don't. I I don't know whether other people like silence, so I just kind of sit there, and I'm like, I don't know if I should say something, or if I should just not. My and God. then they say something, and I'm like, oh, never mind. Okay, thank God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't tell if other people find it a comfortable side. Like, okay, you know, when you're chilling with two people that you're comfortable, like you and somebody else that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. and you're just like, cool, comfortable silence. But then you don't know if they find it comfortable, yeah. so then automatically it just becomes uncomfortable, and you're just like, dang it! I've changed the aura of the situation. <laughs> yeah. But... And then you have to judge if they like silence or if they think it's yeah. comfortable and then you don't know what to say something and then they say something and you're like, do I carry on this conversation or do I just answer the question? Like, <sighs> It's a lot. Social situations are so difficult. <laughs> like, ugh, I hate, I hate talking to new people. Even though I really like meeting new people. Yeah. I cannot be in a situation with 
wow, did you hear what I just said? Situation. <laughs> Situation with just one new other person. Can't right. do it. Literally can't do it. I will cry. Mm-hmm. But some people are really good at it. Yeah. Like, hmm, my sister got married mm-hmm. and I met her husband's family. Oh, okay. And I just, that was, and it was in January, okay? And I just decided, <laughs> uh, this is so embarrassing for me, but I just decided, cool, I'm like a new person right now and I'm super extroverted and I'm going to talk to everybody. And I just, I just like skipped a step, you know? Yeah. I skipped being quiet and awkward and I was just like, and I am myself unapologetically <laughs> and I will talk and I will say what I want. And I think that now they think I'm like super forward. <laughs> and like super weird which like sure but yeah. I'm not like that to everybody I meet for the first time like I had that social interaction <laughs> with that group of people it was a one off <laughs> yeah and I will never interact with anyone like that again I'm so sorry <laughs> like do you ever look back at social interactions and you're just like oh what the hell was that yeah I don't uh, even with like juniors at school because I've mm. talked to a lot of them and next year I have to do it like a lot mm-hmm. um I'm just like I don't know how to do that I don't know how to talk to juniors they're weird they're another breed of high schooler I don't know true and to think that we were a junior as well I know we were different though I swear these new ones are <laughs> I not to like, hate but mm. some of them are weird as I feel like everyone says that but it's true <laughs> I was not like that you have yeah. to understand and I don't know how old juniors think they are, because they will act way older, or they act like they're trying to be way older than they actually are. And then some of them are just, like, nine-year-olds. Exactly. (laughs) So please, like, yeah, tell me your name, your pronouns, your actual age, and how old you think you are, because it will really help me conversate with you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I've kind of turn into the unofficial ambassador for drama at my school because I, I thought was... you were the official ambassador I don't even know what I am anymore you're the theater sports captain yeah I am but I'm not the drama prefect or anything like that okay but I was at the year 10 like play performance and I went over to the drama teacher who I know and I was gonna like ask her she needed help packing up and then she was like oh Emma you should talk to this lady and her daughter about drama because oh, you know okay. everything and I was like this isn't this your job and then I just had to like stand there and just like talk to them and try and remember everything that I knew and then the mom like asked me about like the music department and I was like I have no idea that's not me yeah you're on the but music captain <laughs> yeah I don't know anything but yeah so I talk to a lot of new people next year and like organize stuff good luck yeah. Mm. Cannot be excited for that. I'm gonna be so busy. It's okay. I like being busy most of the time. That's Just good. not, like, too busy. Like, term one this year, I was so busy. Like, my calendar was full. And it was it was insane. But, yeah. And then, like, the next term, I was just, like, not busy. And I was like, damn. What the hell? I, mm, this year, in terms of, like, busyness and, like, new people and social interactions... I f- I don't know what that was. <laughs> like, this year, I think I just sort of closed my eyes and was just like, yeah, it is what it is, <laughs> and just moved through it. Yeah. Like, I remember you were busy in term one. 
Yeah. No idea what the hell was happening with my life. <laughs> my sister had just gotten married. A billion people left my house. It was just me, my mom, and my dad. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, I would go to school, lead, like do my work at school, and come home and be like, yep, time to shut my brain off, and I don't remember what happened. <laughs> That's nice. I wish I could shut my brain off. It works too much. I can't sleep. Like, I'm just, like, lying there in bed, and I'm just thinking thinking about everything that I've ever done. Overthinking is... Because your your brain is the most powerful thing. Like, obviously, everyone knows that. But you can literally... You know when you're... Okay. (laughs) I'm trying to explain how powerful your brain is. You know when you're just chilling, all the lights are off, you're maybe you walk out of your room in the kitchen, kind of dark... And you're just like, what if there was a serial killer standing behind me right now? Yeah. And then you genuinely scare yourself. <laughs> yeah. You, like, you know your conscious mind knows there's no serial killer, but your brain has just done that to you. <laughs> yeah. Your brain has just been like, and by the way, let's raise the stakes a little bit. Yeah. If that doesn't explain to you, like, what your brain can do to your body, <laughs> like, you automatically start moving ten times faster and you sprint back to your room with your hands <laughs> behind your back. Like, that's... Your brain did that. Yeah. That this fear and this thing did not exist before your brain just decided, lol, let's tell her that she's gonna die if she doesn't... It's so real. You know, when I was a kid, you know that Muppets movie where, like, Kermit had an evil twin? No, Have you seen that? But I don't know, I'll... but Kermit has an evil twin, and well, like a doppelganger. They're not actually related, I don't think. Okay, but like he was super evil, and I had like I was terrified of him when I was a kid, and I just like my subconscious was like, yeah, he's out there and he's gonna kill you, and I was like, oh my god, like no one told you to think <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly, and, and yeah, my brain was like, he's gonna, he's in that car, he's gonna try and run you over, and I would oh. cross the road so quickly. <laughs> in that car, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I was a weird kid. Like, like that's what I'm trying to say. These fears were implanted in your head by yourself. Exactly. Like, you thought that feeling into existence, which is crazy. And, man, speaking of, like, scary things, um, I don't know how old I was, probably eight or nine. My cousin in India, like, showed me the Bloody Mary, like... Oh, yeah, I remember this. And I was like, why? (laughs) Why? Mm. In the flipping hell would you show me this? (laughs) And from that day on, for about the next... (laughs) For about the next, like, three years, I always made someone stand outside the bathroom while I went... Like, every... single time like oh my God. even in primary school like yeah. at school i'd be like okay close your ears you're not allowed to hear me pee but keep your <laughs> eyes on the mirror just in ca- <laughs> like i don't want to traumatize anyone with the actual bloody mary story but yeah God, that was the scariest yeah, I remember thing when, i remember when i found out about that like on a, like a holiday program that i was at when i was a kid and i was like in this bathroom i don't know if i imagined this or it actually happened but mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i did like the chant thingy and nothing happened and i was like oh well oh i fully died in the chant thing <laughs> yeah nothing happened and i was like wait maybe it has to be at 3 a.m <laughs> i never tried it at 3 a.m yeah just you know don't do that <laughs> just, just letting myself believe <laughs> To this day, when I'm... That's what I'm scared of. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody asks me my biggest fear, it's Bloody Mary, bro. <laughs> For real? Like, I'm not even joking. When I'm upstairs, like... Because we have quite a large gap between our upstairs and our downstairs. 
when I have to go upstairs and nobody else is there, all the lights are off, what I imagine is in the dark is that bloody <laughs> is, is that girl dressed up as Bloody Mary uh-huh. in that video that I saw when I was eight years old. I know <laughs> her. She's in my head and she's in the dark waiting for me. Like at this point, I should get over it. Yeah, probably. But I can't. Yeah. Even when I go to, uh, one time. This is very recent as well. I feel so stupid telling you this. Uh, the lights went off, like the power went out, because mm-hmm. um, our box fused, and I was like, oh, are you serious? Um, and I was sitting on the toilet, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Bloody Mary's coming for me. That's what this is. Yeah, it's a sign. Because nobody else was upstairs, and I was in the upstairs bathroom. <laughs> nobody else... Yeah. You know, I didn't hear anything. I just thought the bathroom lights went out. Oh, and I God. was like, you know what this is? It's Bloody Mary, and she's coming to attack me right now. Oh, God. Um, yeah, the way I, you know, finished my business and got up, washed my hands out of there was crazy. I was like, you are not coming for me today. You are not coming for me. Oh, my God. But that was so scary. That sounds scary. Um, I haven't thought about that in years. But now I Lucky have. you. Lucky Oh, my God. Like, I don't know what I was so afraid of. She hasn't come for me yet. I doubt she's coming for me now. Yeah. <laughs> no need for all that. Like, what was the thing... Well, was it the Kermit doppelganger? Mm-hmm. That was the thing you were most scared of? Yeah. I don't. I saw that movie when I was quite young, I think. And he was just very creepy. And he, like... Like, just, like, he was re- he was so... He was a really clever villain as well, which is scary. Because mm. he just tricked everyone. Mm. And I don't know what it was, but I was terrified. Um, I'm trying to think of other things I was scared of. I don't know. Oh, I read the first Harry Potter book uh, in the <laughs> illustrated version. Yeah. Voldemort was ugly. I was scared of him. Oh, God, yeah. That's valid. But, you know, he I knew he wasn't real, because I was a little bit older at that time. Yeah. I know Bloody Mary's not real either. <laughs> I know she's not real, but I'm so scared of her. Yeah. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's... <laughs> I'm going back to India mm-hmm. this summer. I'm going to tell that cousin she ruined my life. Yeah. Like, I'm actually... I'm so upset. If I yeah. just... Because I'm wondering, if she never told me about Bloody Mary, would so many of these moments never have happened? Would I just be, would I be able to go upstairs alone when the lights are off and not have to, like, try and tell my mom to pay close attention to me? Maybe. I, you know what? I'm over it. I'm over it. It's done. She's not real. And the only thing that's in the dark is, um, the booby man. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know he's real. Yeah. He's real. Definitely. Oh, another thing. I'm <laughs> never scared of Bloody Mary when I'm sad. What? Does that ever happen to you? No. Wait, what? Like, I, I'm i always... Ugh, I sound, like, so stupid telling me. <laughs> um, like, I'm scared of the dark. Everyone mm-hmm. is. I hope. So that I don't feel stupid. But, like, you know, the dark is kind of scary sometimes. Yeah. When you're, like, okay, not sure what's going to pop out of here. <laughs> yep. Uh, like when you have to collect something from the mailbox at night or something, you have to walk down the driveway. Uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm sad, I don't care. Like when I'm sad, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, whatever. You can come and get me, and I don't yeah, care. Yeah, just kill me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and get I, a different one. Exactly. So I feel like <laughs> when, 
because I don't like to go downstairs and make myself like a glass of milk or whatever. Yeah. Um, when it's dark and when nobody else is downstairs, because I'm like, oh, she's gonna get me. <laughs> but when I'm sad, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna go downstairs and make myself milk, and you do what you freed want. <laughs> is that not normal? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of normal. You just like when I'm sad, I'm like fearless. <laughs> like I was really scared to do, you know, the sky swing, sky swing in Rotorua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the thing that carries you up and then like the drops you. No, no, the sky swing. I don't think I've been. It's on like that. a gigantic swing and it swings across like the Auckland thing and you can see all of Auckland. Oh, okay. And it's it's like a really high swing. They bring you and they vertically, you're just facing the ground. Oh, that's horrifying. You're like horizontally facing the ground. You're like this and your face is here, if that's any explanation. That's terrifying. And then they drop you and then you swing like this. But oh you God, have to pull the lever yourself, so you're basically oh. stuck there until you can pull the lever. Oh, dear. Yeah. No, that's not for me. I'm good. I was so scared, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. And I don't know what happened, but I was really sad. And then I was like, yeah, whatever, let's just go do it. (laughs) So when I'm sad, I just go and do, like, scary stuff. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's kind of cool. Next time I'm scared to do something, I'll just be really sad. Yeah. And I'll just go and do it. (laughs) That's one way to do it. Life hacks. (laughs) Now I'm just, like, rethinking how stupid I've been my whole life believing that Bloody Mary was real. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Some people have made videos where she looks really real, okay? I was going to search her up on YouTube just now, but I'm rethinking that, and I really <laughs> don't want to do it. But, you know, now that everybody knows how stupid I am, I think it's time for us to hit off. Yeah. So, this is Samaya And Emma. Over, over and out. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.